Welcome to All Things Disc Golf Podcast. I'm Noah and I'm your host. And today we're going to be talking a little bit about the Discraft Great Lakes Open, followed up by a couple questions from you guys. Alrighty, let's get started. Alrighty, guys, first things first. If you haven't yet watched the Discraft Great Lakes Open, I recommend uh, going to check that out on Jomez Pro. And yes, congratulations to Eagle McMahon on the win, 33 under par, three consecutive 11 under par bogey-free rounds. Pretty impressive. And it was a very, very tight race there at the end with uh, Chris Dickerson, Ricky Wysocki, finishing only one stroke behind Eagle McMahon and Kevin Jones, two strokes behind that. And uh, there was a potential there at the end for a four-way playoff had Eagle McMahon missed his outside of circle one putt and Kevin Jones had made his from about the same distance. We would have been looking at a four-way playoffs going back to the first hole. I think that would have just been an amazing uh, thing to watch, obviously, with a lot of big arms on this amazing course. And yep, one of the big stories recently, though, has been uh, Ricky Wysocki. He's been on a hot streak the past couple of tournaments. He's only one stroke away from the um, from Eagle McMahon in the lead. And congratulations on to him for winning the Silver Cup and a 110-foot birdie putt in the second round. That was an amazing thing to watch. Go check that out. If you haven't yet seen it, it was a nice Anaheiser putt, blind uh, putt around the corner and ended up cashing it in. And he was running it down before. It even went in the basket. So, yep. And another big story recently has been the play of Calvin Heimberg. He's been shooting some really hot rounds recently Um, in the DGLO. We've seen him shoot the hot first round, but he faltered a little bit in the second and third rounds. Didn't continue to birdie on the birdie or die course. And we've seen him recently struggling a little bit in the late rounds, uh, not being able to finish there at the end. And you saw there at the preserve, um, having a four-way tie between him, uh, Simon Lazat, Nicola Castro, and Emerson Keith, who was in the clubhouse. He was able to pull off the first shot, but uh, he really wasn't able to convert that second shot when the pressure was on. So between him and Kevin Jones, they've been uh, haven't been able to deal with the pressure a lot. That's was something that I would love to see. I think they're still young guys. I think they'll be very impressive in the future. And uh, I'm excited to watch both of those guys on the Pro Tour in the future. And uh, speaking of the Pro Tour, there's been a lot of controversy lately. Um, A lot of people have been thinking that the Pro Tour is becoming too easy. A lot of the courses are becoming a lot easier for a lot of the big arms. Like Eagle McMahon, just what we saw, just tearing up courses. People tearing up uh, the Preserve up in Minnesota. A lot of... Um, hot scores on the that course and a lot of people are worried that the more wooded courses are going to become less popular they're going to become less abundant because these longer um, more open courses are more picturesque and they're a lot easier to film on especially as we've seen the uh, cbs sports is going to have a couple rounds from the dynamic discs open um, a lot of people are worried that that the coverage is going to just take over the courses, really change disc golf. But I really don't think that'll be the case. I think we still see our um, normal courses like De La Viega, 
uh, Maple Hill and Iron Hill on the East Coast. Uh, they're really punishing people. A lot of tight wooded holes. I think a lot of people really like to see those on tour. But I do think people really love the mix of the open and the wooded holes. Um, as we've seen, obviously, uh, De La Viega, Maple Hill, Iron Hill all have a lot lower score. Um, people score a lot less birdies on those courses, as we've seen um, Delaware Disc Golf Challenge. Uh, Matt Bell wins with a 17 under par through three rounds, which is a lot, lot less than some of the other um, large courses where people are just birdieing, birdieing. But I do think that a lot of the holes are fair. A lot of the scoring is fair. There's not a ton of the short holes. I think that if you're going to have a long open course, you should get rid of like maybe like the 200, 300 foot uh, open par threes that are just like a give me birdie. But I do like to see a lot of those like 910 foot par fours as we saw at the preserve, really challenging the players but also providing a birdie opportunities. I do think that a lot of those holes are very, they're great to film on. They're very picturesque and the players can really attack them, especially the top level pros, but it does provide quite a few pars for the lower level pros as well. But I do really think that a lot of people are just hungry for those wooded courses is because we haven't been able to get to a lot of those tighter wooded uh, courses on tour this year. So I'm really just excited, looking forward to those for next year. And it's kind of unfortunate that coronavirus happened, but you can't really uh, blame the national tour. You can't blame the world's getting canceled. I do understand, obviously, we're seeing many, many other sports events getting canceled. It would be kind of unfair to have worlds with uh, top pros uh, coming over from Europe, not being able to come over this year. I'm hoping to see a lot of those players again next year. We've seen like... Players like uh, Vino Michela, Christian uh, Tatar, Silver Alat, uh, a lot of just the top pros from Europe having to stay in Europe, play their local tournaments. And I'm really excited to get to see them again next year. And now we're going to move on to some of the, your guys' questions. Alrighty, first question is from Colton. Who is your favorite player and why? I would have to say my favorite player right now is Kevin Jones. When I first got into disc golf, I think my favorite player would have had to have been Paul McBeth because I saw him playing on all the lead cards, shooting 18 under par rounds. You really see him as the face of disc golf. When you really get into disc golf, you really are exposed to Paul McBeth a lot. So it's really easy to start to like someone, especially when they're doing so good. It's easy to root for them. But once I got uh, settled in a little bit, got to play disc golf a little more, watch a lot of the coverage, see some of the chase cards, become more familiar with a lot of the players. I really did like to watch Kevin Jones. I really liked his rounded game. He's got a great forehand, great backhand, and a very, very unique, powerful jump putt that I love to watch. Um, I do like to model my game a little bit after him, you know, just having a really rounded game. I think is important as a player but I do like about him is that he he's very competitive but he also seems like a really really chill guy you see people giving him the name KJ USA just a an, an all-american guy uh, yeah a great personality and I just really love watching him on tour interacting with the other guys you know he's always 
he seems to want to be the guy that's always raising the spirits on the car, you know, always high fiving the other guys, congratulating him. And I really do like that about him. And I actually, the first signature disc I got was actually Kevin Jones's M3 signature series M3. No, great disc. It's all, right now, it's not my favorite disc, but it's a really cool looking disc. A disc that I've taken it and out of my bag, but yeah, Kevin Jones, my favorite player for sure. And now on to the second question from Matt. The question is, how do you get over the practice hump and when does the practice start to show in your game? Now by this, I assume you mean like when do field sessions and putting practice start to make a difference in your rounds and like when they will start to see a stroke improvement. Um, I do think that it does take a while, but I would say the main things are consistency and the type of practice you're doing. Uh, for me, I definitely it I definitely had a big hump in my game there, just getting out on the field, throwing a lot of drivers. But when I got out to the course, I would consistently like shank the driver left, right into trees. And I think one of the big things that helped me was when I'm on field sessions, a lot of times I'm just throwing putters, mids, and forehands. And I think that has really helped my game a lot. It's really helped me um, to become more of a control player. I do think that it is important to work on your distance a little bit, but you do need to work on your control is the main thing. And I think that if you have one putter, one mid-range, and one fairway driver that fly all about roughly the same, um, pretty straight for your distance, then I think you're going to be looking at taking a lot of strokes in your game if you're consistently practicing uh, throwing those discs. I think that those straight shots, so once you get that straight controlled shot down, instead of trying just trying to huck it as much as possible, work on that nice x step the slow um walk up and even if you're still working on your distance too take a couple sessions work on putters work on that nice fairway driver with the slow walk up just getting it to go straight and i think that one of the biggest things that actually helped for me was um trying to aim at some targets when you're doing uh, field sessions like if you're going out to the field don't just try go and try to throw it as far as you can maybe get a tree or if you have a basket get a basket put it out in the field and consistently try to hit that just or even if you have a couple markings just try to throw it within a certain distance now i really like the hyzer flip myself so my warden my truth uh, my convict is has been a huge improvement to my game and i think that's that's what's really helped me and yep now to the third question we got a question from sorry part, sorry if i get this wrong arcades and it is what is the disc with the highest speed so i know a few years back uh, latitude 64 released a couple 15 speed drivers uh, they were the Rakuten and the Misselin. Uh, they were both Swedish discs. Um, so they're not actually um, a very different uh, diameter for the rims. But the big difference between the Speed 15s and 14s is they have opto hex indentations that like reduce the drag that help them fly faster. Uh, but I don't think I've really seen anyone throw these Speed 15s. They've just kind of 
not really been around too much and they've actually been retired by latitude but apart from this the fastest drivers are going to actually be speed 14s we have the ballista the ballista pro um, the Rampage, along with a couple other Speed 14s. Um, I'm not so sure. I've actually seen a lot of pros throw a lot of those Speed 14s, except for maybe the Ballista and the Ballista Pro. Some of those people like uh, Paige Shu, uh, Tristan Tanner, maybe throwing those Speed 14s. But I'd say the fastest speeds that most people are throwing are Speeds 13 and maybe even 12 for a lot of the top pros. But I wouldn't let that encourage your game. If you if you don't have that arm speed yet, maybe look at a lot of those speed nines, speed, and those speed 11s are actually sneakily good. If you don't have the the arm power yet, maybe look at getting something like a Wraith or another speed 11 from one of the other disc golf companies. You know, it really does go, it flies a lot smoother, a lot more control if you don't have that 12 speed arm yet. Alrighty, on to the next question from Brody Smith fan page. Do you think Brody Smith should be more on more feature cards? Now, I really do like Brody Smith as a player, as a YouTuber. I do think he should be on some feature cards. I do. I think that he shouldn't be on all of them because there are a lot of, obviously a lot of deserving um pros that should get the spots ahead of him maybe because they might have a few better rounds better ratings but i do think that brody's what brody smith brings to the game is growing the game i think him being on featured cards does help grow the game because of his ultimate background and his big following actually he has he's the i'm pretty sure he's the highest followed uh disc golfer on instagram with almost a million followers if you can get reach out to a lot of the ultimate fan base and get them to come over to play disc golf as well i think that will be very great for growing the sport so I do i do would like to see a brody smith on a feature card here and there but i wouldn't i wouldn't necessarily count on him being on it all the time but you know maybe he can work his way up and uh you know shoot some hot rounds there and maybe even make some lead cards i'd be excited to see that Alrighty, now on to the next question from owen what are your favorite discs? So right now in my bag, I'd say, let me just give you a few because I don't, I'm not sure I have one favorite disc right now. My favorite putter is definitely my AJ Risley Tour Series Lucid X Warden. That thing is just a workhorse in my bag, pretty much for everything straight, slight turns, slight hyzers. That thing is just reliable. Um, for the truth, for the mid range. I, uh, yeah, I really like the truth. I do throw a regular truth, not an Emac. I do like the throwing the slight hyzer flip. I think it's very, very similar to throwing my Warden and throwing my Convict, which is one of my favorite fairway drivers. Um, now, for distance drivers, I would say my favorite fair distance driver that I've thrown is definitely the Raider. I don't have the raider that was my favorite raider it was a dynamic disc red owl raider that thing was my absolute workhorse it was perfect stability for me i could throw that thing on a slight hyzer get it to flip over ride the turn just a tiny bit and then reliable fade but right now i just got some new raiders think they're a little too overstable for me right now but so i'm re really working with my sheriff 
And my favorite roller disc is definitely the Photon from uh, MVP. That thing is just super great roller. I've thrown that thing probably five, 600 feet on a flat surface. Um, it's just really good for turnovers, great for long rollers. I really do like the overmold technology. It's just, it just feels really good in the hand. But if you had to say what, ask me what my favorite, absolute favorite disc is right now, I'd probably go ahead and say the Warden just because you know, you got to putt for the dough. Drive for the show, yeah, but you got to putt for the dough. And really great for upshots. Anything inside of 250 feet for me, definitely going warden. Maybe even up to 300. Alrighty. Now, last question is from Caleb. What's your favorite disc in your bag and what disc would you want to add to your bag? So I guess I kind of just answered the what's your favorite disc in your bag. Um, I would def I would probably say the warden, even though... You know, the truth, the convict uh, are up there. I would say before it would have actually been my saint when I was a new player. I really, uh, I actually really threw the saint a lot getting, it, be, it was overstable for me a little bit when I first got it, but then I really beat it in. Now it's actually become, became one of my roller turnover discs. And I really think that if I got, I should have gotten a new one of those instead of a convict, even though I really love the convict, but for consistency, but yep, that, that was probably my old favorite one when I first, for the longest time until I got my Raider. And what disc would I want to add to my bag? I would say there's actually a few. Um, I've been looking at the dynamic discs justice. If you haven't noticed yet, I do bag a lot of dynamic discs. So, uh, sorry for Innova lover. Innova lovers, but uh, I really do, I really like a lot of companies, but Dynamics probably my favorite. And so yeah, the Justice for that nice overstable mid range. You know when you need a little more juice than your zone, maybe a little bit less than your felon, a little more stability. And I'm also I have lost my Wraith recently. I bagged a Champion Wraith, a lot of distance forehands, really good for uh, long pushing forehand hyzers. Really love that disc was great for my uh, arm great 11 speed disc and probably the other one that i would like to add back to my bag is the dynamic discs captain it is a negative two turn uh i believe it's 13 speed disc um it was really just my nice turnover disc when i was uh starting to throw fast speed drivers you know flat hyzer flip up disc and the main thing that I like it for right now, or that I have liked it for, is for the get out of jail ability. I do really like throwing tomahawks in the woods, just throwing something flippy that'll just flip over, pretty much pan and then pan back the other way, flip over and just pretty much come straight down. And that captain could get quite a bit of distance, pretty reliable uh, flight there on the tomahawk line. And so yeah, I would probably like to bag one of those again sometime in the future and that's it for your guys's questions i really appreciate you guys sending them in and uh, keep them coming if you guys have any more questions about anything in the sport or anything in your game i'd be really happy to answer them
Alrighty, guys, that's it for today. Thanks for tuning in to All Things Disc Golf, and uh, make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you can tune in next time. See you guys later.